Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Everybody jump on your feet for the reading of God's word. Let me tell you this. Are you sick in your body? Release the name. I said, are you struggling in your mind? Release the name. Are you in spiritual warfare? Release the name. Do you have issues and problems? How many of you know there's still power in the name of Jesus? Well, I'm here today and my assignment is to tell you that the good news is the bad news was wrong. Jesus is alive. Listen, there were over 400 wannabe messiahs in the time of Christ alone, but there was only one that was too legit to quit. Can I get a witness, somebody? There are over 4,200 world religions today in the earth. 4,200. But there's only one empty tomb. There's only one risen Savior. There's only one coming King. Anybody glad that you serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Listen, Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. Y'all, I don't know why we're so scared of the devil. He ain't even got keys to his own place. Come on, somebody. Well, I feel like preaching. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. John 20, we stand for the reading of God's word. You by live stream, I'm honored to have you. It said, now the first day of the week, which was Sunday today, would have been the first day of the week. Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early while it was still dark and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. Isn't that ironic that whoever wrote this said it's the other disciple whom Jesus loved that happened to be John, and John actually wrote that. John said, I'm his disciple, and he really loved me. Come on, somebody. Anybody believe that Jesus really loves you today? And said to them, they have taken my Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Peter therefore went out and the other disciple and were going to the tomb, so they both ran together. And the other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first, and he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen cloths there, lying there, yet he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there. And the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who came to the tomb first went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary, somebody say Mary, stood outside the tomb weeping. And she wept as she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head, the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had past tense. Lame. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And Jesus said, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you had carried him away, tell me where you've laid him. 
and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned to him, and the moment he said her name, she recognized him, and she said, Rabbani, which is to say teacher. She must have jumped up on him to give him a hug. Jesus said, chill, girl. Hold up a minute. Don't cling to me. For I have yet ascended to, I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father and to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples what she had seen and that he had spoken these things to her. Listen very closely. The angel said, who are you seeking? I want to tell you this world is seeking for a lot. They're seeking for answers. They're seeking for joy. They're seeking for peace. But I stand before you today and I tell you, I know the one you've been looking for. And his name is Jesus Christ. If you know that Jesus Christ is the answer, open up your mouth and let's give him a little praise today. So Father, we raise up our hands and we ask you to anoint us with power from on high. Use us to teach and preach your word and we'll give you glory. Now before you're seated, let's give the Lord the ovation of the day. Can we do it? Come on, there's an empty tomb and a risen Savior and a coming King. Let's praise that King today. You can be seated. The one you've been looking for, I have a question today. Is Jesus still the one for anybody in this place this morning? Is Jesus still the one who changed your life? Who put your world back together again? Jesus looked at Mary and said, who are you seeking? Basically, he said, girl, who are you looking for? I believe in that moment there must have been some joy. I believe there must have been a twinkle in his eyes. The reality is there are thousands in this room today, many thousands more watching us online under the sound of my voice. And everybody here and online, everybody is looking for someone or something. And the reality is that usually a something has a someone attached to it. And the pertinent question today is still the question that was asked of Mary. Who are you seeking? There's people in this room say, man, I'm seeking a man. <laughs> All the single ladies. <laughs> there, there's some men in this room saying, I'm seeking a woman. There are people in here who are saying, I'm seeking a connection. Somebody that can change my life, provide me with the opportunities that I need. I'm seeking resources. I'm seeking stuff. But I'm telling you, the answer to it all is the answer that has always been. Andre Crouch said it. Jesus is the answer. Now, in the story here, besides the Christ, to me, the central character of the story of the resurrection in this context is Mary Magdalene. Mary is one of my favorite people in all the Bible. She's a saved hoochie. Come on now. How many of you know if Jesus gets a hold of you, he'll make a crack addict a Christ ambassador. He'll make a prostitute prophesy. Can I get a witness? He'll make a hoochie a holy roller. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. She's one of my favorites in the Bible because she is a saved and delivered prostitute. The Bible said that she was set free from seven devils. And that made her a radical worshiper. See, folks who've really been set free, they don't fit in religious context all the time. Folks who've been set free, they get a little bit radical once in a while. I wonder if there's anybody set free enough that you don't mind giving him praise and you don't mind being known as a radical worshiper. The Bible calls her that Mary. When it refers to her, it doesn't just say Mary. It says Mary, that Mary. 
Mary, you know Mary, that Mary, that, that worshiping Mary, that crazy praising Mary, that Mary who brought the alabaster box and broke it over the head and the feet of Jesus, you know that, that worshiping, praising Mary. Uh, listen, I, I want to be, be that preacher. I want to pastor that church. You mean you go to that church? You mean that preacher is your preacher? You mean you, you worship that God? Do I have any of those kind of people who want to be that person who doesn't matter, who doesn't mind giving God glory? Eh. Mary was a worshiper. Mary was someone radically committed to the Lord. I want to tell you a few things about this worshiping wonder. She never wavered in her commitment to Jesus. In the hardest times, when it wasn't easy, she stayed with him. Not only did she stay with him, she stood with him. In other words, she wasn't undercover about it. When Jesus was being crucified on the cross, his followers had disappeared. His disciples, all but one, had disappeared. The Bible said in John 19, 25, now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, how many of you know mama will stay with you? Any mamas in the house? His mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Now this worshiping wonder Mary, she stood by Jesus, putting a life on the line in his darkest hour. Don't miss this now. She stands by a dying Jesus, a suffering Jesus, and her heart is probably breaking into a million pieces as she watched her Messiah, Mary's son, her friend, dying before her eyes. Jesus is on that cross, y'all, mangled, marred. He's being murdered and massacred. He's naked with spit covering his body. But she stood by. Things weren't going great in her eyes. But she stood with Jesus. She had seen him feed 5,000. She had seen him heal the sick. She had seen him raise the dead. And she loved him and she stood with him. She's standing there and weeping and crying and probably can't even believe her, her eyes. But still she's there. He ain't moving, but still she's there. She had watched him perform miracles and had watched him heal sick bodies and it looked like he's not healing anybody now. He's not blessing anybody now. But in reality, she didn't see the bigger picture. He wasn't just healing anybody, he was healing everybody. He wasn't just blessing anybody because of the cross, he was blessing everybody. Fast forward, Jesus passes away. He cries, it is finished. Can you imagine how Mary must have felt? Her dreams have been crushed. Her hopes are dashed. Her heart is shattered into a million pieces. How could he die? Her savior, her Messiah, her friend. But still she stood with him. Still she stayed with him. He's not healing now. He's not doing a miracle now. Watch this. He's not doing what she wanted him to do. See, that's when you know you really got a hold of Jesus. And Jesus has really got a hold of you. When you come to these crucifixion moments in your life and you say, Lord, I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. I don't understand why I'm facing what I'm facing. I don't understand why I'm seeing what I'm seeing, but I have made up in my mind that I'm not gonna let this moment rob me of your presence, that I am committed to you no matter what comes. Is, is there anybody who knows what I'm talking about? Tell somebody in your neighborhood, keep standing. Yeah, even if it's hard, keep standing. She stood by him in the good times and she's still there. 
Even after everything had been rattled, she still stood. They take his body off the cross and they carry him to the garden and it's Friday night and they're about to have to have the Shabbat ritual start and then celebrate that day but watch this when the sun goes down they can do no more work and embalming a body would have been work so they began the process of embalming his body they're putting perfume and spices all over his precious body Mary is there leading the way. She's applying the perfume and the spices to his body. I want you to understand that that's just what she had done a few days before. She was worshiping. She had broke that alabaster box of ointment over his head and over his feet and she was worshiping. And in that moment, he was moving. In that moment, he was moving. But now, a couple days later, he ain't moving, but she's still worshiping. Ah. I said, he's not moving, but she's still worshiping. There will be times in your life, believer, where you'll have to make the decision, am I still gonna worship him even when he's not moving? Oh, I wish I could find some church folk today who understand where I'm coming from. It's easy to worship him when all the kids are saved. It's easy to worship him when you got money in the bank. It's easy to worship him when you're feeling good and you got a raise and a bonus. But when your world is falling in, when nothing is making sense, when nothing is going the way you thought it would go, but something deep down inside of you rises up and says, he's still worthy. I don't know who I came to talk to today, but there may be some people in this room who've been hanging on to heaven with hell on your back, but don't you dare quit worshiping. He's still a way maker. She stood still worshiping. If you ain't afraid to do it, tell somebody around you, don't stop worshiping. Yeah. Could she believe her eyes, y'all? She's wiping the blood off of his face, cleaning the filth out of his back and out of his wounds. Could she believe what she was seeing? It seems like all her hope must have been gone. Her heart is broken, but she stood with him and she stayed with him. I wish I could stand before you and tell you then once you start following Jesus, you won't have any hard times. But you keep living long enough, you'll find out that the Bible said the rain falls on the just and the unjust. There are times that wrong things happen even when you're doing the right thing. She's still worshiping. Jesus isn't moving, but she's still worshiping. So fast forward now. They couldn't complete the job of embalming because Jesus died too late in the afternoon and she comes back to complete the job. (laughs) She comes back on Sunday and as she starts her way back, I'm sure that her family said, Mary, don't waste your time. Mary, he's not who you thought he was. Mary, he can't do what you thought he would do. Mary, no need to go back. Mary, just, 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 just rest a little bit. You've had a rough few days. Mary, no need to go. He's not the one you thought he was. Mary said, I'm going back. Just one more time. Does somebody need prayer right here? Okay, let's, let's pray for her. All right, Uh, let's pray for her right now. Somebody in here has passed out. But y'all know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna call on the name of Jesus today. All right. Hallelujah. We've got a medical team that's coming, but we've also got a Jesus that's on the throne. Hallelujah. So I speak a word of healing over you, daughter. Hallelujah. There she comes. Her eyes are open now. I speak a word. She's, uh, hallelujah. Help her sit up. 
Hallelujah. I bind infirmity in the name of Jesus. Come on, folks. I'm not afraid. You ought not be. She's now communicating. In the name of Jesus, I speak the word of healing. Come on. There you go. There you go. Come on, daughter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There it is. There it is. Now, I need you to stop and praise him because God touched her right there. No, I, I need you to go ahead and praise him. I said, I need somebody to praise the Lord. I said, I need somebody to praise the Lord. Look, yo, I, I absolutely am totally unsur un unsurprised at this. Give her this water. Amen, if you got a chicken wing, hand her a chicken wing. That'll help anybody. We're getting a wheelchair right now, but she... Okay, let's have everybody step back. But I want you right now to stand to your feet for just 30 seconds, and let's speak a word of healing over her body right now. Hallelujah. We bind every infirmity, and we release it standing up. Hallelujah, come on. Daughter, I speak healing over you. Walk out with her. I believe she can walk out. Hallelujah, minister. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah, now I need somebody to give God a shout of praise right now. Come on, y'all, I need somebody. Y'all, three minutes ago she was passed out and could not communicate. Now she's going to walk out on her own, and I believe she'll walk back in. Now tell everybody in your neighborhood, that's the God that we serve. Now one, two, three, give the Lord a shout of praise. All right, y'all be seated. You say, Apostle, you know where you're at? Yes, I do. I'm with Mary. Anybody still with Mary? She comes and she's ministering her worship to him. They said, Mary, don't waste your time. Don't go back. Mary, he's not who you thought he was. And she said, I'm gonna go back just one more time. I'm going back just one more time. Somebody say just one more time. Have you ever prayed just one more time? Have you ever believed just one more time? Some of y'all here today, the enemy's trying to tell you that it'll never get better, that you'll never see a miracle, that you'll never see a breakthrough, but I'm telling you, you need to open your mouth and say, regardless of what I see, Lord, I'm gonna praise you one more time. I'm gonna thank you one more time. I'm gonna believe one more time. Now watch this, everybody. She stood by him, her Savior, her Messiah, she stayed with him. Everything she believed had been rattled, but she stayed with him. They're anointing his body for burying, but she stayed with him. She saw him die, but she stayed with him. In one place, when she came to the tomb on Sunday, she looked in the tomb, and the tomb was empty. And the Bible said she stood there Weeping. Can I talk to real people? Sometimes you stand weeping. Sometimes you stand and your heart is broken. Sometimes you stand and it ain't going right. I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life when I had to stand weeping. There's been times in my life when I didn't like what I was facing and I stood weeping. But I'm telling you, the Bible still says that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Oh, hallelujah. Trouble don't last always. She stood by him weeping. Her life is in shambles. He's missing. She's brokenhearted. She's crushed, but she's weeping. Can I find some people who have stayed with Jesus even when your heart was broke? 
Sometimes you go through seasons you don't understand. Listen closely now. Sometimes you feel let down and disappointed and you stand in faith, weeping. Sometimes you stand weeping. Mary wept and she worshiped and she stood when she didn't understand. Why? When Jesus wasn't moving, why did she, why did she stay? When Jesus wasn't moving and now he's missing. Ah, have you ever felt like not only is he not moving, hey, where's real people? Now he's missing. Now I feel like I can't find him. Now I feel like I'm fighting this battle all by myself. Now I feel like he doesn't even know where I am. There are times when you feel like he ain't moving and then there are moments when you feel like he's even missing. But I've come to tell somebody that he is right where he needs to be. He is still ever present in your life. So the question is y'all, how could Mary worship him? How could she praise him in this impossible moment? Here's the answer. Mary wasn't standing and worshiping him based on what Jesus was doing. She was standing and worshiping him based on what he had already done. And if he never did anything else for her, what he had already done was enough. I'm looking for some people today who could say, I'm apostle, I'm right there with you. Jesus has already done so much for me that he doesn't owe me anything. And if he never does one more thing for me, I'm still gonna worship him and I'm still gonna follow him based on what he's already done. I wish there was somebody in the room who had a recollection of how far you've come, who remembers what you've been through, who remembers the hell that the enemy brought against you, but Jesus reached down in the pit and he picked you up and he turned your life around and if he never does another thing, he's worthy of your praise right now. If you're there, stop and give him a praise across this room. Hallelujah. Tell somebody next to you, say, hey neighbor, say this right here is my story. You don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. Let me praise the Lord for what he's done for me. Let me praise the Lord for all that he's done for me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He delivered her from seven devils. He had changed her whole world. <laughs> Y'all, I'm trying to behave myself on Resurrection Sunday, but I feel the preacher in this room right now. Oh, hallelujah. Now, Hey! Hey! They've taken my Lord. The angel said, why are you weeping? They've taken my Lord. They've taken my Lord. They've taken my Lord. They've taken my Lord. They've taken my yeah, I don't understand him, but he's still the Lord. I can't trace what he's doing, but he's still my Lord. I don't understand why I'm weeping right now, but he's still my Lord. I don't understand why I'm going through it right now, but he's still my Lord. Watch this now. She shows up. Are you ready? Expecting to find the dead Jesus. She had been so through so much trauma that she was expecting him to be dead. Why? Because she watched him die. She heard the death rattle in his chest. 
She watched the Charlie horses run up and down his legs and in his arms as he hung on the cross. She saw the spit and the rubbery mucus on his naked body. As he hung on that cross, she saw the stripes. She heard him cry. Watch. It is finished. Jesus said, it is finished. He never said, I am finished. But here's the issue. Her trauma had robbed her perception of the goodness of God. Yesterday's pain was trying to steal today's promise. Can I talk to real folk? Have you ever had times when it seems like yesterday's pain is trying to steal today's promise? The Bible said in the 11th verse, but Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping and as she stooped down, and looked into the tomb. She saw two angels in white, one at the head, the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid. She looked at the tomb, y'all, stooped down to look inside, and guess what? That tomb wasn't nearly as empty as she thought it was. Somebody better hear me now. The enemy has sold you a lie that because you endured heartache yesterday, that because you endured divorce yesterday or betrayal yesterday or you were broken yesterday, crushed or disappointed, that your life is empty and your future is bleak. But I would tell you, do what Mary did. Take another look. Take another look. Take another look. Your life is not nearly as empty as you thought it was. Look around. God has blessed. Look around. God is still good. Look around. God ain't through blessing you. Look around. I need you to be an encourager to somebody in your neighborhood and say, hey neighbor, just look around. It ain't nearly as bad as you think it is. There's more going on behind the scenes than you realize. I need somebody to praise him. If you say, apostle, it ain't all perfect, but when I look around, hear me now, it's okay to weep, but you can't weep forever. Don't let the death of yesterday or what did not work out yesterday rob you of the promise of today. <laughs> Watch this. The angels, she looked down and said, mm, that, that tomb is not nearly as empty as I thought it was. And then she turned around the Bible says, when she said this, she turned around. Somebody say, turn around. <laughs> say it again. Say, turn around. <laughs> say it one more time. Say, turn around. Here's what I came to tell you. Easter Sunday is a great day for a turnaround. In fact, I declare that for somebody in this room, and somebody watching online, today is Turnaround Sunday. If you're ready for Turnaround Sunday, give the Lord a praise in here right now. I said it's Turnaround Sunday. I declare it over you and I declare it over everybody online, it's Turnaround Sunday. Now this is so beautiful, she turned around. Now turned around is the, is the Greek word stephro, and it means to turn away from. It means she turned her back on the tomb. She was looking at the tomb, but she turned her back on the tomb. I need somebody in this room to hear what I'm saying. It was her willingness to turn her back on the tomb that unlocked her triumph.
And some of y'all here today, you've been transfixed by the problem. You've been hypnotized by the issue, but it's time to turn your back on the fear. Turn your back on the anxiety. Turn your back on the self-doubt. Turn your back on the depression. Turn your back on the addiction. Turn your back on the hopelessness. Turn your back on the doubt and the dry season. Turn your back on the sin. Turn your back on the compromise. Turn your back on the one that hurt you and hated you and say, I'm still got a future and God still got a plan. Eh. If you'll turn your back on what's trying to defeat you, you just might turn around and see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the miracle worker and the way maker. So she turns her back on her pain and she sees somebody there expecting him to be the gardener. Her pain had robbed her perception. She expected him to be the gardener. And I wanna tell somebody here, you've been expecting the worst long enough. Resurrection Sunday is a great day to shift your expectation. Somebody needs to shift your expectations and begin to expect the goodness of God. Jesus looked at her and said, Mary, who are you looking for? Who are you looking for? She said, I'm looking for my Lord. They've stolen his body away. Tell me where they have laid him. And Jesus looked at her knowing that she was looking for a dead body. He said, Mary. When he, when he looked at her, she said, he said, Mary, and she turned in verse 16 and said to him, Rabbi, when he called her name, she recognized him. And I've come to tell you that Jesus still knows your name, but you have got to reevaluate your expectation. Mary may have come thinking that she was looking for a cadaver and a corpse, but what she found was the one she truly had been looking for all along, a Christ who conquered and a king who was alive. How many of you are still looking for Jesus and still finding him? From the beginning to the end, it's always Jesus. Throughout the Bible, from the first in the beginning, God created the earth in Genesis. All the way to behold, I come quickly in Revelation. It's all an announcement of Jesus. You say, Apostle, are you sure? I'm very sure. Because in Genesis, he's the breath of life. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the high priest. In Numbers, he's the fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he's Moses' voice. In Joshua, he's salvation's choice. Come on now, in Judges, he's the lawgiver. In Ruth, he's the kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he's our, our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he's sovereign. In Ezra, he's true and faithful. He's a scribe you can depend on. Come on, somebody. In Nehemiah, he's the rebuilder of broken down walls and lives. In Esther, he's Mordecai's courage. In Job, he's the timeless redeemer. In Psalms, he's the morning song. In Proverbs, come on somebody, he's wisdom's cry. In Ecclesiastes, he's the time and the season. In Song of Solomon, he's the lover's dream. In Isaiah, he's the prince of peace. In Daniel, he's the fourth man in the fire. In Hosea, he's forever married to the backslider. Come on, somebody. In Joel, he's the call of the Spirit's power. In Amos, he's the arms that pick us up and carry us. In Obadiah, he's the Lord and Savior. In Jonah, he's the great missionary. In Micah, 
Ah, he's the he's the king pleading for revival. In Haggai, he restores the lost heritage. And listen, in Malachi, he's the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. I wonder if you know him. I said, I wonder if you know him. I said, I wonder if you know him. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he is God, he is man, and he is Messiah. In Acts, he is fire sent down from heaven. In Romans, he's the grace of God. In Corinthians, he's the power of love. In Galatians, he's freedom from the curse of sin. In Ephesians, he's our, he's our, he's our treasure. In Philippians, he's the servant's heart. In Colossians, he's the Godhead Trinity. In Thessalonians, he's the coming king. In Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, he's the mediator and our faithful pastor. In Hebrews, he's the everlasting covenant. In James, he's the one that heals the sick. In first and second Peter, he's our shepherd. In John and Jude, he's the lover coming for his bride. And in Revelation, He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the Son of Man. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Great I Am. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's our God and our Savior. He's Jesus Christ. He's the Lily of the Valley. He's the Captain of the Host. He's the Waymaker. He's the Miracle Worker. He's Isaiah's Prince of Peace. He's Isaac Ram. He's Job's Redeemer. He's Abraham's Seed. He's the way out of no way. I need somebody right now who still believes he's the one you've been looking for. Give him a praise. Give him a praise. If you believe he's a miracle worker, give him a praise. If you believe he's a heart mender, give him a praise. If you believe he's a soul saver, give him a praise. He's the one you've been looking for. Are you sick? He's the one you've been looking for. Are you broken? He's the one. You've been looking for. Truth is, today, You need to answer the question that Mary answered. Who are you looking for? Mary, who are you seeking? Truth is, some of you have tried to find the answer. And it's left you disappointed. When you were created, everybody standing and nobody leaving just for a moment, I would ask you to let me dismiss you and then you could leave because this is the most important part of the day. We actually have more law enforcement officers that are going to help us get off the property quickly. But I would ask you not, not to walk out until I dismiss you because there's nothing more important than somebody coming to Jesus. I see people here today and some of us know that what transformed our lives was our encounter with Jesus. Can I tell you something? When you were created, look at me now. When God made you, He made you with a hole in your soul. And I'm going to tell you that drugs can't fill it, alcohol can't fill it, sex can't fill it, 
Money can't fill it. Another car won't fill it. Another job won't fill it. Oh, if I just lost weight, that won't fill it. Eat on up today. It's Easter. Come on, somebody. I am anyway, because it's Easter. A relationship can't fill it. Oh, I, I'm gonna just, I'm, girl, say, I'm gonna color my hair. I'm gonna buy me some new hair. That won't fix it. God said, if I could just be more successful, but you're still empty. Children still broken. Heart still heavy. Have you ever lived long enough where you thought something would satisfy you and then when you got it, it didn't? So many times. And until you fix that hole with Jesus, nothing else is going to work. You think, well, I'm looking for money. I'm looking for success. I'm looking for a high. I'm looking to be accepted by my peers, young person. I'm looking for my identity. In reality, if you would set that all aside and look for Jesus. He, he could feel that broken place. Well, Apostle, I've been hurt. So was Mary. I've been disappointed. So was Mary. And so has everybody else in this room. Well, I failed. So did Mary. Hey, and so have I. But the beauty of it all is, watch this now. It's, a, it's simple, but it's profound. They that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, and maybe it was radical today. I didn't intend to get so radical, but I can't hardly preach about Mary and not get radical because she stood by Jesus when it was hard. And this room is full of people who stood by the Lord when it hasn't been easy, when it's been difficult, but we found him to be faithful. So today, with every head bowed and every eye closed and no one looking around and nobody moving, as I said, I'll, I'll dismiss you all at once. We'll help you get off the property quickly. But if you're in this room right now, you would say, Apostle, there are things in my life that have kept me from the Lord. I'm not where I need to be with Jesus. Apostle, there's sin in my life. There's compromise in my life. I've been trying to figure this thing out myself, my way. But my life feels like that tomb. My life feels empty. Apostle, there's some things I need to get right between me and Jesus. And Apostle, when you pray for somebody, pray for me. If you're not where you need to be with the Lord, there's things in your life among these thousands of people. And you say, Apostle, I'm not where I need to be with the Lord. You online. And you say, when you pray for somebody, pray for me. If you're going to remember somebody, remember me. Because I certainly need to get some things right between me and Jesus. If you're not where you need to be with Jesus, when I count to three, I want you to raise your hand. Pray for me, Apostle. One, there's some things I ought to get right today. Two, I need to get this heart filled. Three, if that's you, slip up your hand right now. Come on, slip it up. Pray for me, Apostle. Hands in every section. Droves of hands are being lifted right now. Pray for me, Apostle. 
I see you in the, in, in the stadium seating. I see you in the back. I see you across the front. I'm not where I need to be. If you raise your hand up, keep it up. Don't put it back down. There's things in my life that alienate me from the Lord, separate me from Him. Come on, young person. God is dealing with you right now. If that's you, slip up your hand. Pray for me, apostle. I need to get right with God today. I need to get things right. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. If you haven't raised your hand, raise it now. Five. Remember me, Apostle. Thank you. I see hands. I see, I, I see hands shooting up. Four. Three. Remember me, Apostle. Maybe I haven't been in church in a while, but I know that I need this Jesus. Three. Two. I believe, I believe he can fill my heart. Two. One. Now, if you raise your hand in your minute, keep it up right now. Keep it up. If somebody next to you has their hand up, I want you to make a way for them because I want them to come down here and I want to pray with them. I want you to scoop back so they can come forward. If you raised your hand and you really meant it, I want you to begin to make your way here right now. Come on. Come from, come from the balcony. Come from the stadium seating. Come on. Today, God's going to change people's lives. Who are you looking for? I said, who are you looking for? That healer is also a savior. Oh, look at this, here they come, y'all. Heaven is open now. I wouldn't miss it for nothing. I wouldn't miss, here they come. Here they come. Oh, I bet as long as you clap, they'll keep coming. Hundreds are coming now. Spread them all the way across, come on team. Christian, y'all help me. Nate, y'all help me. Spread them across the front. We still got room for you. Nobody leaving for a moment. Nobody leaving for a moment because folks are still coming. Oh, yes. Look at them, y'all. Dozens are moving now. Dozens are moving now. It's Resurrection Sunday. This is what it's all about. Come on. Y'all spread out. Take them all the way down. Spread them out. Spread them out. Come on. We want you if you're standing in the aisle. Come on, make room for them. Y'all take it all the way down. Help them there, son. Let's get these folks out of the aisle. Y'all folks are still coming. If you need to come, come right now. If you need to move, move right now. Heaven is opening right now. I said, heaven is opening right now. Don't miss your moments. Come on, church. Rejoice. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Come on, this is why Jesus died and rose. There they come. Oh, y'all, I'm going to keep it open. The door's still open. That's it, mama. Come on. That's it, sir. Come on. Bring that daughter. Bring that son. Bring him to Jesus. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. That's it, lady. Come on. That's it, my sister. Come on. Give God a praise. Oh, hallelujah. Now somebody praise God for all these. Oh, come on. I told you I'm going to dismiss you in a moment so nobody run out. All you that are here, the reason that I press people to stay is because there's not more of an important moment for you than this moment right here. This will shift everything in your life. I remember when I was 20 years old, I was messed up, completely away from God, doing things that had gotten me so far from God, smoking, drugs, lost, and I was a preacher's son. But he reached right down in my pit 
and pulled me out. I found out that day I wasn't looking for religion and I wasn't looking for a denomination. I was looking for Jesus. And it was just before my 21st birthday and everything changed. Some of you don't know how radical this moment's going to be for your life. Now I want you to take your hand and put it on your heart and everybody do the same. <laughs> Maybe you weren't bold enough to come forward, but I believe he'll save you in your seat. We're going to pray this prayer. Look at me, all you precious people who are here, you online. We're going to pray this prayer. The Lord's going to save you. And then next Sunday in this service, we're going to baptize. And that would be you saying, I'm going all the way in. We've baptized hundreds of people. So that means once you do this, it's not over. Now, God's not only going to save some people here. He's going to heal some people's hearts. For you, little girl, you're so pretty. What's your name? What is it? Kaloa? Paloa? Y'all ought to see Paloa. Am I, am I getting right? Am I close? Paloma? You know what? I believe in Paloma. I believe in Paloma's future. I believe God's got a great plan for you. Daughter, I just believe that God's going to use you. How about that? What's your name, son? Big, tall, good-looking guy right there. What is it? Daniel? Hey, Daniel, you survived the lion's den. Now you're coming to Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe in you, Daniel. Okay, everybody. What's your What's your Austin. Boy, Austin, I tell you what, you are like a football player to me, man. You know what, Austin? I believe in you, son. I believe in your future. I believe in the plan of God for your life. Y'all believe in Austin today? Every single person right here, I've been you. And I'm telling you that if he'll touch me, he'll touch you. Hand on your heart, raise your other hand. Now don't forget, you got people around you. Don't rush out. They're going to pray with you. And God's going to change your life. We're going to baptize next Sunday. Pray this prayer after me. Pray, Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died and that he rose again. Thank you that the tomb is empty. And because the tomb is empty, today my heart can be full. Forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart, wash it clean in your precious blood. I've been trying it my way, but my way's not working. There's a better way. There's a higher way, and that's your way. So today, I choose your way. You're the one I've been looking for. I say goodbye, devil, and hello, Jesus. I say goodbye, sin, and hello, Savior. I say goodbye, hell, and hello, heaven. Hold your hand up now. Say, I declare from this day forward, the search is over. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Now, everybody, slip your hands up. Slip your hands toward these. I'm going to tell you a couple things. If you're our guest, stop by in the back. I, I, want, to, I want to be able to meet you. We'll be back there. Number two, we're going to do this again next Sunday. I'd love for you to be a part of it. And number three, we've got revival services next Sunday night. So hold your hands up, everybody. You who have just prayed this prayer, here's what I know. In Jesus' name, look at me now. Never the same again. You're never the same again. You hear me, young man? Never the same again.
So I, I raise my hands toward you along with all these people. You online, if you accept the Lord, just put salvation in the comments and we'll reach out to you. I declare, Lord, that this has been real. I declare, Lord, that these people have been changed forever. Their daughters and sons will never be the same again. That they have finally found the one they've been looking for. I stretch my hands over them now, and I bless them in the name of the Lord. And I declare, God, that they have now come into your kingdom in a mighty way. And I declare in faith, devil, your hold is broken. And Jesus, you have changed them forever. Now, I want all my altar workers to go and begin to minister to them. Have you enjoyed Resurrection Sunday? Give the Lord a praise. I love you more than words can say. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. Sing. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com slash give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.